0: It's the Blue Eyes for me. It's the Ferrari for me. Mm, no, it's the Super Kicks t-shirt for me. Yes, guys, I'm back with some more Super Kicks related stuff. Everyone knows that I love Super Kicks and I only kind of tackle things and I put my, I guess my, oh, this sounds very egotistical of me, but put my name on things that I truly love. Super Kicks is one of those things. We know the people behind Super Kicks and we know they're constantly trying to create new things and new designs and as you can see, as you see on the screen right now, a brand new, kind of redesigned, easier to navigate website. And there's some stuff on sale, like some sweatshirts and all of that kind of stuff. Of course, you know, if you use the code Josh00, you can get free shipping. You just got to go to superkicks.com. That's S-P-R-K-I-X.com. You get some free shipping site-wide, completely anywhere in the world. If you want to get some stuff, like some, some sweatshirts or a cool gold shirt, or just, you know, the, the what I like to call the traditional Superkick shirt that that one you see on the screen right now. All different kinds of stuff. Some hoodies and some beanies and some different kinds of wrestler designs and podcasters and all this kind of cool stuff. I love Super Kicks. I'm going to keep talking about Super Kicks because I'm very passionate about things that I put my name against. And, and this is one of those things. It's like, okay, you like me, maybe you'll love Super Kicks. You'll find something you love, feel confident, feel fresh, feel trendy. Kind of everything. It just kind of fits with anything. I am I, a believer in, to feel confident, you have to look confident, and this is the kind of stuff I feel confident in. It makes me feel confident that I can take on the world, feel like I I, I get in with today's society, all that kind of cool stuff. So if you go to superkicks.com, that's S-P-R-K-I-X.com, enter the code Josh00, you get yourself some free shipping. Grab something you love, I know you will, and then people will be saying, it's the Superkicks t-shirt for me. edition of Are We Recording Yet? The show where there's no topics, there's no pre-discussion of what we're going to be talking about. This is a show where I hit record and see what happens. I've got a cool guest in one, Spencer Love, coming up in just a second. I just wanted to kind of introduce you guys to the show before we get to the conversation. It's a really fun conversation about a variety of topics, which you will hear about in the episode. So first and foremost, I want to say welcome in. It is a bit of a different kind of space for me, I guess, um, with them, this is a podcast, but I do encourage you if you're listening to the audio feed, go over to my YouTube. It's YouTube.com forward slash c forward slash Josh Robinson double zero, and subscribe to my YouTube. Watch the video version so you can see my lovely face. But if you're listening on the audio version, I do appreciate you and thank you for subscribing to whatever feed you are on. If you want to follow me on any kind of socials, it's at Josh Robinson double zero across the board. I'm gonna leave all of my links in the description below as well as my guest links. So. We're gonna get into today's episode. Just sort of come and say hey, kind of introduce the show, say hello, all that kind of stuff. I've said that a lot, whatever. So, without any further ado, I would like you to enjoy this chat. Of are we recording yet? With one Spencer Love. Alrighty, so here we are. I um, listen, I'm I've been going through. I don't know what what I'm gonna kind of release these in in kind of order but this is the first one i'm officially recording so you should probably feel pretty lucky i mean you can see the guests we have on on the screen right now it's weird to do video by the way i'm i'm not right? I'm not used to it i'm 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 used to being on twitch but it's so different like not playing anything and like it's, it's a weird
1: it's a weird dude i completely thing. get it like even for me i i've podcasted for two years three years even by this point man how time flies when you're throwing watches, but uh, it's, I've only really recently started getting into video interviews and all of that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's a very revealing sort of thing. You know what I mean? Like doing audio versus doing video, like there's a Mm -hmm. whole new layer. There's a whole new, like, yeah, like set of, emotions for lack of a better way to yeah. put it, it comes with it but yes i am honored don't uh don't let me get past that one without <laughs> touching on it i am honored i am psyched it's great to be here it is great to chat it's always great to do so in whatever format you want to do it yeah.
0: <laughs> so is that like it, it's weird so i've been kind of sitting on this idea for a for a hot minute like going back and forth like do i want to do this do i not want to do this and I guess before I even get into the conversation with you, you could probably attest to this since you've been doing podcasts for so long, which I'm sure we'll touch on at some point. Um, it's It's pretty weird how you can just talk with pretty much a stranger. Essentially, mm-hmm. for a lot of these people, we've never talked to these people before. And even before you hit record, it's like you're just talking about wrestling or you're talking about whatever yeah. it may be, and you can just kind of spiral. And that was the kind of idea of like – I just want to do that. I just want to see where it goes. I'm not saying that I'm never going to talk about wrestling. I'm not saying that I'm never going to talk about, I don't know, the color green, just whatever kind of (laughs) comes up. That's the kind of vibe of this show. Like the pressure is, is not so much on me being like, okay, I have to watch this much wrestling to make a wrestling podcast. I'm kind of, I just think I'm a little bit, I don't want to, lack of a better term, I'm a bit past that you know what I mean? Because there's yeah. so much wrestling and it's a bit overwhelming. And I was just kind of, it was kind of sucking the fun out of it for me to be completely honest is taking away being like, I have to watch this instead of, I want to watch this. So that was the kind of idea of ending for anyone that was wondering, um, ending reverb. And then, and then now you're like, Oh, Josh is back in podcasting. Well, it's just because I want to try a different space and see if it works. Um, but first and foremost, I, I should, I should, um, it's kind of a tradition with anything that I do podcast wise is to let my guests introduce themselves. So if um anyone doesn't know by the lovely smile that you
1: have going on right now,
0: who are you and what the hell are you doing in?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, hello dude I, again and thank you for having me on. I always appreciate your time whether it's outside of this, doing a podcast, whatever it may be. You're a hell of an individual and it is always a hell of a time getting to chat Hello, I'm Spencer Love, Uh, I am the former owner of the WCSN Uh, Our primary function, our primary goal was covering the Western Canadian, the Canadian professional wrestling scene. So I'm based in Edmonton, Alberta, currently. Dumb question, are you guys in Fahrenheit or you guys are Celsius as well, correct? We're
0: Celsius. I think it's just America that uses Fahrenheit to be completely fair.
1: Right, like... They have to be different, we know. (laughs) (laughs) But that's neither here nor there. I'm not getting into the political game. Um, So, like, it's literally sitting at, I think, minus 21 today, and that's a good day today okay so um wrestling for the most part is all i have right now because i'm sitting indoors and uh outside of taking my puppy out um that's all i've got so as mentioned i'm the former owner of the wcsn we covered the western canadian and canadian wrestling scene um and outside of that right now i'm just sort of a fan of professional wrestling i'm not doing um any sort of official coverage i've worked for a couple of promotions here before but uh wrestling's only running really sporadically outside of one company here in uh in alberta so it's uh it's a bit of an odd time as i'm sure you can attest to right like covering professional wrestling right now like you got to give huge credit to like sort of the major names out there like your sean ross saps and your gary cassidy's and kristen ashley like all those sorts of people who are going through and covering and covering well and covering everything out there like man it's absolutely that's like i completely get what you said as far as like almost feeling like you have to watch rather than wanting to watch and sort of um falling out of love with the need to cover shit because that's like entirely why i sort of took a took a step back on things right it's like especially and and it's nothing against people it's like when you look at people who are just so good at what you do sometimes you get like that little bit of imposter syndrome almost of like yeah you know I've got no I've got no doubt about my abilities don't get me wrong I think I'm a likable person and I can put a good (laughs) article together but like dude there's so many great people out there and so many great people out there who are like again nothing against myself but like just better than me at it right so it's been cool to sit back and just be a fan over the last little bit
0: Yeah, I think, I think something with, with covering, well, really anything in the year 2020, because it's just, it's a fucking nightmare this year. It's just been, (laughs) on every sense of the word, what, what, we've been, pandemic-wise, I guess, since March, I want to say. I lose kind of March,
1: uh, March 13th, March 13th was the day I went into lockdown. And I, outside of, like, groceries and that, I didn't leave my house until May 28th. Damn. Right.
0: (laughs) As we touch on, the (laughs) pandemic is kind of an easy thing to kind of start with a conversation because it's just, it's everywhere. It's not often something like this is just like everywhere. It's usually like, it's in this country. It's on this country. Like, you can kind of relate, but you don't really know what it's like. What, what's kind of, I mean, the biggest takeaway from the pandemic for me is just that we are very spoiled human beings. I find that we're right. very spoiled because we're just like, we're used to being able to be like, let's go to a club. Let's go to the shop. Let's just run around. Let's, you know, whatever. And we've kind of had that ripped away from us over this last few months, but yeah I think, I think it's the easiest thing. What did kind of, what are you taking away from this? Because we're still in it. I mean, I'm not in lockdown anymore. I don't know about you guys. Um, over there but are you are you in lockdown is it's lockdown over is is it what's kind of kind of go here
1: All
0: righty so it wouldn't be a recording of anything that I do without some kind of audio or Video glitch, which is fine. That's the kind of basis of. Technically,
1: it was my fault. Like it, it. Technically, it's my fault. Let's not bury you on this.
0: I mean, I mean, (laughs) I'm I'm the host here. You're the guest. I'll blame it on myself. But it was. was, But but we'll never have to mind. Um, it's kind of the honestly it kind of fits into 2020 as we're talking about anyway it's just a mess so it's fine it doesn't matter so i was asking you about the pandemic what it's like because i'm sure there's differences between what i've been through in the pandemic and what's going on over in canada so um what's the pandemic been like for you
1: so we really nailed it off the bat like alberta as a province we've got about three million people total um and fairly spread out, right? There's the two major cities of Edmonton and Calgary. And other than that, it's a fairly uh, spread out province. So we did really, really well off the bat. Um, for about the last month and a half, though, um, cases have been climbing. And I think today, today is November 10th. Today is November 11th. And there were, I think, um, at least yesterday, there were about 700 new cases. So we're really starting to climb. But um we haven't really started shutting down anything like that some of the other provinces in Canada have so I'm of the personal belief that at the very least you know if we're going to have to shut down which starts to look more and more likely I'd rather do it sooner rather than later because I'm personally like a huge Christmas fan so is my girlfriend we've both been very responsible in my opinion and I think a lot of people who know us would vouch for that um if we're at a point where even it is let's get together with close family dude i'm fine with that but christmas alone is just sort of like yeah we've handled a lot through this year that's sort of like about the worst thing just give us
0: christmas right
1: (laughs) so if we're gonna have to shut down my personal opinion is again like let's do it sooner rather than later it's sort of like the let's rip the band-aid off rather than peel it off but I'm just one guy. I understand there are a lot of people whose, like, businesses are affected. And, yeah. you know, I work for a hockey team. So same sort of thing. We uh, – the primary goal of our hockey team, we're junior A level. So, um, you know, we still do try and produce NHL products and all of that sort of stuff. And the team I work for has been lucky enough to over the last couple of years. But uh, really as a league, our goal is, like, get players onto the next level of education, whether that's a post-secondary scholarship, uh, inter, whatever that might be. So um, – if we shut down kids lose the opportunity to go to the school of their choice for some points. Right. Yeah. So it's the tough economy, either way. What I
0: is, is the, probably the, is one of the biggest kind of takeaways from this is just how damaged is it going to be after all of this? Because you can't, yeah. you can kind of gauge it as we're going through all the lockdowns and not in lockdown and all of that, but it's going to yeah. be after, that's going to be the rebuilding of the economy of just each individual country is going to be different, of course, but I, exactly, I, man. I've been, I've been fairly, I've, I mean, knock on wood, I've been relatively lucky. Our state, South Australia is, we're in the bottom of Australia. So um, a lot of the kind of on the East coast of Australia and stuff has been hit pretty hard with COVID. We were yeah. at the beginning and then it just kind of, we shut state borders and they were like, no one in, no one out, unless you're quarantining in a hotel. Um, And, yeah. you know, fast forward to November, well it's November 12th here. Cause I'm in the future, but Fast forward to November 12th, <laughs> it's – it's there's no community transmission in all of Australia at the moment. We haven't had it for a week. That's
1: awesome. So That's awesome. That's, like, that's my biggest argument for it, right, is, like, you see the hard evidence of what early shutdowns do. But, like, again, I say that with no real stakes in the game. I was very lucky to continue to be employed throughout this whole thing. Too. So, like, I can't really sit and say to someone who – potentially hasn't had gainful employment, had work hours reduced, whatever it may be like, again, I'm just one guy who can sit and give his opinion. But when other people's lives are affected a lot more than mine were, it's a, it's a semi biased opinion. You know what I mean? Yep. I know that feeling. That is what it is.
0: I, I Like I said, I'm I'm fairly lucky. I've been able to pretty much, my life stayed relatively the same. I work in retail, so we've been open the whole time. It's been hard, like working in a supermarket in this time because everyone was panic buying at one stage and that wasn't the easiest thing to deal with. But I, a lot of people have lost their jobs. A lot of people have lost businesses. It's It's been a, a pretty wacky year in terms of that. And then add on everything else that has gone on in this year, it's just been difficult i guess would
1: be weird question for you so like did you guys all get the whole toilet paper binge and toilet er, paper towel okay so it has been yes. consistent worldwide because like it's just starting back here again too because everybody thinks we're going to start to go back into lockdown oh, so like God. i didn't know if there was like uh an item everywhere in the world that differed you know what i mean maybe you guys oh, ran out was... of Lysol wipes quicker than we did I don't, <laughs> it was so I don't bad. know. <laughs> so like i
0: live i live so basically, for anyone that doesn't know, I live about an hour outside of Adelaide. Everyone that watches wrestling knows that that's where Rhea Ripley's from. That's my kind of gauge of where I am in the world. So basically, yep. um, I live in a fairly small town. It's, it's fairly small population. So like there's only a couple of major supermarkets that are open during the pandemic when we're in lockdown. And I'm talking like we would open at seven o'clock in the morning and we'd be out of a toilet paper by like eight.
1: Yeah, it was just like, <laughs> what man, you I mean? love how, I, how like what you're are you doing. <laughs> like, I love how your reference point was. Yeah, I'm from Adelaide. It's from where Rhea Ripley's from. Like same sort of thing. The weird thing for me is like being from Edmonton. The normal go to is like yeah, it's where Chris Benoit's from, right? But like, yeah, it's still weird to talk about. It's so it weird to talk about. How for do you, me, how, do you like,
0: how do you judge that? If you're talking about wrestling, okay, do you kind of have to throw out? If listen. Benoit, we're not excusing what he did. I, I, it's horrible. It's always going to be yeah, the in the our mind. The
1: guy was an incredible professional wrestler. Exactly.
0: Like, how do you gauge you can that can with really a wrestling do. fan? Do you kind of go, let's just kind of dive in and be like, Benoit had some great matches, or do you kind of like try to judge the room or the person you're talking with and be like, Are they you know, allow-? I feel like
1: I, I feel like it's every weird. conversation. <laughs> well, and I feel like every conversation about Benoit does start with like, you have to justify what he did was terrible, but. Um, you know, growing up in Alberta, having a lot of friends here in the wrestling community, people who like wrestled with Benoit, right? Like we're a stampede wrestling country, right? So having people who knew him personally, like it's jarring for me still. Like there are people I've run into that know him that like call him Benny, which is weird for me that a dude who... Mm -hmm. Like literally murdered people had a nickname, but yeah. that's <laughs> that's neither it's, here it's nor there. Um,
0: he's a person before all of this, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's but it's like branch the two.
1: yeah, but um, you know, as a wrestler, he was a great professional wrestler, and for me as Absolutely. a wrestling fan, um, I I usually watch a lot of his matches for his opponents. Admittedly, if I want to watch a lot of Eddie Guerrero matches, I'm not going to stop myself because. Chris Benoit's in them you know I can still sort of separate that when I'm watching wrestling um even just you know sort of respecting the body of work that he had like stampede wrestling if you've got the opportunity to check it out like it is some of the coolest independent wrestling using that phrase lightly with it (laughs) but um some of the coolest independent wrestling that you can watch out there man like not even for sort of the the hearts of it, which is obviously cool, but yeah. you watch guys like Abdullah the Butcher and Jason oh. the Terrible and some of those guys out there, like either way, sort of getting beside the point. As far as Benoit goes, what he did was terrible. For me on the wrestling end, it's pretty it's it's easy for me to sit down and watch a Chris Benoit wrestling match. Yeah. Um, he belongs in no Hall of Fames whatsoever. Oh, I, agree. In my, I agree. That's a hard no, I'll never understand. I'll never understand why there's that push every, it seems like it it's gets like the, popular on wrestling Twitter. <laughs> every two it's or like three the, months,
0: the, two, it's the same the three The 2008
1: things. SmackDown roster was loaded. Chris that, Benoit belongs in a Hall of Fame. Like, <laughs> right, in so, every two
0: or three months, it's the same thing. Oh, he Jesus, he's like, the no, same no, debates. He shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. He should never be in the Hall of Fame. But <sighs> I do truly feel that Chris Benoit is probably the greatest technical wrestler I've ever seen. As someone who's watched wrestling for a long time, i truly believe yeah, really he's probably the best. He's, he's flawless. He's incredible.
1: There's, yeah. there's really nothing you can say about it. And like drilled into him, again, that comes all from the Stampede wrestling background. Yeah. That comes from the Heart Dungeon. But like, man, I, I will turn this entire show into why Stampede wrestling and why <laughs> Albertan <laughs> professional wrestling and why, frankly, the entire Pacific Northwest is <laughs> like literally the most underrated professional wrestling scene in the world, dude. Like there are some hidden gems you know to coin a phrase (laughs) then now and forever that are coming out of here there's some incredible talent dude
0: canada is so just to segue into canada as a whole but canada has always been like the most fascinating place in the world to me it's the most fascinating like country in the world (laughs) i've always wanted to like see i think wrestling has a huge part in why i love certain towns it's like okay i know them from i only know u.s states and 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 towns because of wrestling. I don't know the many, I don't even know everywhere in Australia, but I know everywhere. And I'm like, yeah, Kansas city, Missouri. I know where that is. Um, But it's like, it's so weird that I I know these things, but Canada has always been somewhere where I'm just like, I want to visit. I want to visit Canada. I want to experience Toronto. And I want to, I want to see cities. And I don't know why I've always been, you know, those things that you just can't explain. You're just like, I want to do these things and I want to see these places. And it's like, I don't have a specific reason other than it produces fantastic professional wrestlers Canada always has fantastic <laughs> talent I mean um and Renee Young is is like the greatest human being in the world to me so
1: <laughs> well, right. Renee
0: Paquette I should say I'm so used to her WWE name she's not Renee Young anymore but
1: I, like, I think we're still in like the transitional period mm-hmm. where like it's allowed to still confuse the nomenclature right because like yep. I'm still doing it with uh, FTR all the time and oh, I'm too. still trying to catch myself because like it, it feels disrespectful you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like if somebody changes their name in in, in any situation in real life, right? Like, yeah. you want to respect that. They're doing it for a reason, whether it's for a positive or a negative reason. Yeah. Same thing. But there's, there's the transition period. But, dude, I totally get what you mean. Like, I've never been to Australia. The only thing that's ever stopped me from doing it is the fact that, like, I am terrible with planes. And I just do not <laughs> want to fly too. for, I think it's a 30-hour trip. My grandma went over there about it's a 10 years ago. It's a yeah, but... Dude, Canada so cool. And I've been pretty lucky to travel, um, not extensively. I think if you were to like total it up, I'd say I've been to like seven or eight states in the United States. And then I've been lucky enough to go to Europe a couple of times and that with my family. But, you know, for Canada, like by my money, man, there's not really anywhere quite as diverse. You know what I mean? Like you can drive across any province, you know, for me, it feels like every state has like its, its, stereotype right like yeah um nevada's dry right yeah. or, or arizona's yeah. dry right yeah. like they've all sort of got their one word descriptors whereas for me with alberta it's so hard to describe anywhere that that sort of sums up alberta as a whole because everywhere you go is different and i think that can sort of a, you can sort of say that about the rest of the country as well yeah. you know i've been to every province except for manitoba at this point which is weird You know, it's like smack dab in the middle. You would have sort of figured that you'd have been there at some (laughs) point. (laughs) You
0: just got (laughs) to go through there to get anywhere else. Australia is the same, though. Like, every kind of state we have. Five? six states i don't know six or seven states and a couple of territories and stuff like that but um it, it is like this part of australia is is this and, you know each state has their own individual thing i haven't even experienced all of australia let alone be out of the country so it's something i want to do is, is travel and, and see different parts of the world it's just a matter of well international travel is not something that's on the top of anyone's list at the moment <laughs> I Go anywhere so um It'll have to wait a little bit longer. I was planning. I was meant to be in the US this month. This was. I was had a, a trip to America we're all planned. I was going to be going to a to Survivor Series and everything like that. And then COVID cool. happened. COVID happened. Would that be? Like,
1: no. Would that be like your first pay per view? I guess Super well, Showdown. You super went to Super Showdown.
0: Right? Yeah, I went to that. But other than that, I've never. Well, we've never had the opportunity. That was the first pay-per-view since back in like 2002, but I was like six or seven years old back then. Um, Yeah, at
1: the point where you'd like really have to beg the parents to take you.
0: Exactly. And Melbourne's not close to Adelaide at all. It's like a, it's a, it's a long drive. It's like an 11 hour drive. Or like a plane, flight. but you know, Super Show didn't happen a couple years ago. So obviously, I'm, I'm a grown adult now. So I was like, "Yep, I can kind of just go."
1: I can make my own decisions. I will be exactly. making this <laughs> happen. And I went, and it was
0: it was a great time. You've pro- you've been to wrestling pay per views, I'm assuming WWE based or whatever. Yeah.
1: Oddly enough, the first uh, the first pay per view I went to was Survivor Series. My brother went huh. to school uh, for two years in Toronto, which um, is f- Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, Ontario. Four provinces over, um, three provinces over. If you don't include Alberta, math's tough for me, man. And it's eight forty nine PM here today after a long day. So I'm trying my best <laughs> and having fun. Um, but the first pay-per-view I went to was in Toronto because my youngest brother who I did a wrestling podcast with for a year, mm-hmm. um, he was out there for school. So my dad and my mom used to go out there about once a month just to visit and spend a weekend. But one time I went out there to surprise him. It was Survivor Series 2016, Goldberg versus Lesnar as oh, the hell. main event. Hell. Which is like still a little surreal to me. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, because take it or leave it, when you watch these guys on TV and, and you see them every week, you know, sort of the shine wears off at some points. Goldberg, even when I was like growing up and watching wrestling in the limited amounts that I did, mm-hmm. I was sort of take it or leave it for Goldberg, admittedly. And oh, yeah. I still kind of find myself as being a bit take it or leave it for Goldberg. Oh, yeah, Lesnar, in my opinion, is a Mount Rushmore wrestler. I will, I will stand by, stand by I that till the day I die. That much. You didn't hear oh, that much. Oh man, probably... Brock Lesnar. Okay, I I will go back to that. I promise because no, no, you're So Goldberg like change it um... away. That's what this is about. Just thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so Goldberg like buy my money again. Never was the biggest fan, but being in the building for his return because this was oh. his again his his first match back, and I think it was twelve years or so. Something like that. Um. Yeah. yeah so. To be in the building for that, to see his entrance for the first time ever live, to see him come through the curtain, the crowd was electric. Like, that is one thing I will give Canadian crowds, why I don't oh, understand why WWE doesn't come up here more. Dude, the crowds are always nuts. Always I have are. never watched yeah. a Canadian show where they're not nuts. Me, too. I can compare um, if this is the same. Like, if yeah. you get to go back, Backlash 2004, man, that was the Mick Foley, Randy Orton, DQ oh. match. Crowd's electric, too. That is Edmonton, Alberta. Um, is, that
0: the, is that the show that Edge got booed out of the building in?
1: Uh, to be quite honest with you, I can't remember. I
0: think it might well, have been Edge. Seeing. He was in an IC title match. Right. He'd he just come back from injury and he was a face. And he was kind of just like bland, vanilla face, you know. Yeah. White new baby face. And the, he was in Canada and he got booed. You could be right. And everyone was like, what the hell? And they switched him up not long <laughs> after that.
1: I you could be right. I, he's, he's just wrong. such a great heel though, man. Like yeah. Nothing against a face run because you see how good he is at it right now. Like, obviously, injury non yeah, yeah, but, like, yeah, yeah. man, he's such a great heel. Either way. So, yeah. Goldberg, man, like, just to be there for that, like, I remember getting up to the venue and, you know, fantasy booking with my brother. Like, how could Goldberg possibly win this? He could never win this unless, mm-hmm. like, you know, Paul Heyman turns like he did with the big show yep. years ago or shit like that. And then not only does it win, but a minute and 36 seconds. And I remember walking out of that building with Hayden after, albeit like a few too many wobbly pops and just (laughs) everybody in that building, man. End of the match, still going to the car, just Goldberg. It was crazy. I remember sitting on my couch
0: watching that and being like, because I think everyone going into that was like, what's really going to actually happen? No, it was kind of the, I love wrestling when it's like this, the unknown, just like, yeah. Don't know what's going to happen. And then kind of being like, well, I didn't expect it to end in one minute and 36 seconds. And Goldberg just... Oh, yeah. But yeah, that cool. beautifully.
1: Professional wrestling tries to do swerves far too often and far less efficiently than that. But like, that was a fantastic swerve. But yeah, Lesnar, man, Mount Rushmore, professional wrestler, in my opinion. And if the guy had actually stuck with professional wrestling, uh, not gone and played football... I'd even argue the UFC run in the, in the long run as far as it goes. And this is like when you're purely looking, I'd say, professional wrestling. Like provide for your family. I'm sure you made a shit ton of money doing UFC, right? Yep. All of that. Make hay while the sun shines. Might also be the best businessman in professional wrestling that Brock Lesnar is. He's
0: pretty smart. But yeah. I'm give him
1: well, that. and uh, and he also uh, moved to Saskatchewan, so there's another win for the Canadians.
0: <laughs> <laughs> another another like pat on the back, like yep, we did that too. We got that one too.
1: <laughs> there he is, Brock. Um, but for me, man, there there were few professional wrestlers who do most things as well as Brock Lesnar does. Like there really, really aren't. You know, you talk about. Um, so-called believability which is so important in professional wrestling Brock Lesnar's got it in spades and he had it before he went in the UFC if you want to talk about the ability to sell and make your opponents look great there are few professional wrestlers better than Brock Lesnar you look at how he does it with people like Finn Balor and Daniel Bryan and all of those sorts of guys and Yes, I I do buy into the fact it works better with small guys, but I had absolutely no issues with his matches against uh, Braun Strowman the first time, yeah. against Samoa Joe. The only match that I didn't like his against Roman Reigns was the uh, cage match they did in Saudi Arabia. That, to me, man, yeah. it is a tragedy that that will not be looked on as a, a more renowned series, to be honest with you. And I, I get where yeah. the complaints come from, but those matches were all really, really good, in my opinion. Uh, I don't what, know. It's uh, weird though, because when you said
0: Brock, when you said Brock, sorry to cut you off by the way, but when you oh, said Brock feel free. When you said it's like I you talk about how many times someone said, What is the Mount Rushmore professional wrestling? It's kind of the same, it's it's usually the same at least group of guys. Like it's always like the Hogans, the Austins, the Rocks, the the Flair, the Cena's, it's that kind of group. Um, you don't really have Brock too much, and it is someone that there's probably a no bigger money wrestler than brock lesnar he wrestles when it's necessary he's not overused he's never overexposed he shows up he makes a lot of money and he goes and it, it it whether we want to admit it or not he's special he is a special. And did, you talk
1: wrestling. about and and you talk about sports entertainer, like that guy has brought some of the funniest moments to Monday Night Raw in the last five years, in my opinion, than mm-hmm. anyone. The only guy, in my opinion, that's funnier than Brock Lesnar in professional wrestling right now is uh, or truth or when he chooses to do it, Minoru Suzuki. Because anytime <laughs> Minoru Suzuki smiles, it makes me pop. Um, but yeah, that. like literally like Brock Lesnar, when he's running with the money in the bank run, him coming out as Brock in the bank and headbanging with the oh, rap that. music coming out. Yeah. Incredible. The segment with uh, Heyman where he, uh, I've got a year to cash this in. yeah, A year? <laughs> and just grabs the contract, slaps Heyman and walks out like, he is incredibly entertaining. Mm-hmm. He's an incredibly talented professional wrestler. He is. Right? Like I, I the only argument you could really make against him is the longevity. And that's why I guess for me you you always have to make that argument with the caveat of, well, yeah, he did quit. He did leave in the yeah. prime of his career. Yep. And and again, of no fault of his, right? But when you look yeah, at it right. in the professional wrestling sense, you know, I don't think enough people consider him. Randy Orton's in the same boat for me. I don't think enough yep. people mention him realistically enough, right? Oh, Randy. When, it when comes he's on, to it,
0: he's like untouchable to me. He's the best. Right.
1: But only oh, when, man, he, I...
0: when he can sink his teeth into something. When he's bored, it's very obvious. But like when he's yeah. on, it's like, oh my God, there's not many too many people better than Randy Orton. Absolutely, dude. Yeah.
1: And, like, Cena fully belongs there. Like, there are definitely 10, 15, 20 wrestlers oh, you could make yeah. real serious arguments for, right? But, like, for me, uh, The Rock's not on there because The Rock, for me, was only the biggest guy in pro wrestling for six months. When you really look at it, man. the whole time he was in WWE, and, and, at least in my opinion, man, and there are people smarter than me that can come up with better evidence than me for this. Don't Don't <laughs> kid yourself with that, man, but, like... I just think the whole time he was in WWE, yeah, he's incredible. Yeah, he's probably the most charismatic professional wrestler to ever come out of professional wrestling. But um, Stone Cold Steve Austin was always bigger when he was with the company. And The Rock, by by my money, he was done full-time, what, 2000, end of 03? Start of yeah. 04 or
0: so? Yeah, it was like right it around was there. Stone
1: something. Cold And Stone Cold was done as a full-time guy in 2002 and still wrestled his last two matches in 03, right? So... There's at best a year where The Rock was the guy. And if you're not even the best guy in your own promotion. I I
0: believe Rock took time off to film The Scorpion King or whatever was coming out in
1: 2002. Great Um, movie, actually. And Walking Tall. Oh, man. Great, great movie. And Walking Tall, quite genuinely a movie I will like go back and watch. Are you a movie? Are you a movie buff? not particularly oh, no, you know what are. and and for me both my girlfriend and i are fairly busy individuals and like mm-hmm. by choice fairly individual fairly busy individuals so like i'm more of the school of like let's throw on you know it's funny how like it feels like you're committing less time when you're watching like yes. six episodes of something versus <laughs> <a movie>. longer <laughs> right but like i'm, the I'm very much of this school of like okay let's throw on to how i met your mother in the background and just let that run while i transcribe an interview and you That's she's in school for me. uh dietetics so she's trying okay. to be a, well going to be a registered dietitian so like time consuming so is like you just need background yeah, noise basically exactly something to make you feel like you're relaxing to justify why you're still doing yeah no like, i i
0: get like am. that uh, tv shows is tv shows is by the way i'll just throw this out there this is going to sound really unpopular but i don't think how
1: i met your mother is a very good show Fair enough, and and again, like it, it's the last more just the ruined it.
0: It just ruined it for me. See,
1: I will advocate for the last season, though. Ooh, I quite enjoyed the last oh. season. Hey, I I just quite enjoyed the. I'm not like gonna die on this one. The one that I'm gonna <laughs> die on is Scrappy Doo is the worst cartoon character of all time, all time. Whoa, no, um, that's, throwing that's all at the one right I'll die on. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I will I, – I enjoy the last season. I understand why the concept would bug bug people. But, like, watching it back, much funnier than I remembered it. So, I'll yeah. take that. The worst last season of all time was That 70s Show. Oh, because that was Randy so was bad.
0: Horrible. Oh, Absolutely horrible. A, how do I describe? For me, That seventy Show was never fantastic, but it was always really consistent up until the last season. It was really yeah. consistently – this is going to sound poor, but average show. I <laughs> know that sounds yeah. really like I'm not rating it very high, but it was funny. But that my brother and I,
1: we cool. we would call that a we would call that a three bagger. If you're on the like popcorn scale, three out of five bags, it's a three bagger. Three bagger. It's fine. It's a just three fine. bagger. It's not
0: bad. It's not fantastic. No, it's just, it's,
1: it's just no. Average. Talk about the melter scale. We're going to start with the bag scale. That's what's, that's what's going to take over. Twenty years from now, we'll be talking about Spencer loves bag scale, the bag of popcorn scale. <laughs>
0: But yeah, like How I Met Your Mother to me is like something that I like, so I watched How I Met Your Mother later. I didn't watch it when it was on. Um, I watched, I binged it like a normal person would nowadays. So um, I I, I binged it and I was like, okay, I didn't know really anything about it. I'd heard little tidbits, but I really didn't know. I didn't know the ending basically. And I was like, we watched, my opinion is we watched all of this show to basically find out the mother is not alive. Spoiler alert, by the way, anybody that hasn't watched How I Met Your Mother, I should throw that out there.
1: And then I'll get over it if you haven't by this point. It, like, it's it's somebody enough. spoiled. Somebody spoiled, and uh, admittedly, I, I, might <laughs> I, I might get some heat for this one. Haven't watched a Marvel film since like oh. back probably Wouldn't been catch. five or six years. Yeah, it. literally been like five or six years. So um, somebody spoiled Endgame for me like a year ago, and I was like, oh. Like, oh, shit, I'm sorry you hadn't seen it. It's like that's, that's my own... Fault. It's like if I was to spoil the six cents for you right now, like I'm not. It's you're not gonna you feel bad. At this point, like, it's it's your fault. It's not my fault. If it's, it's your a, fault. If it's a week after, I sort oh, of yeah. see it as like yeah. a three month thing. Because for any real yeah. big movie, you see advertising for that movie like three four months in advance, mm-hmm. right? So from the time the first trailer drops, like if it's say ninety days, ninety days after the movie itself comes out cool tweet about it's it it's free for it's, all it's fine but,
0: so basically how <laughs> i met your mother like we find out that she's not alive and he's been telling this story and then it's like well you know all this time he was trying to get with robin then not get with robin and then he's like i'm just gonna go get with robin
1: yeah you know what that was the mother dying gets me every time absolutely gets me every time yeah but for me i almost and i get why they wanted to end it on a high note with a comedy but i'm almost just more upset that it ended with him going to robin not just like going it's gonna sound cheesy but like going out there to try again you know what i mean? that seems more like ted yeah so that was that was the more frustrating part for me because like when the mother died i was like oh my god this is I'm, I'm i'm a little verklempt you know what i mean talk amongst <laughs> yourselves, but uh yeah after he sort of ran out come on dad go see robin like yeah. oh go oh ahead. here we go again like, and it's like really the end and
0: then it's like whatever i i, I yeah. feel like have you noticed like i there's nothing worse to me than when a television show runs its course and it just has that last season and you're like oh i wish you would have stopped just one season earlier, I feel like there's a lot Not of stuff enough
1: to- stuff is prepared to do that. And like you look in the professional wrestling sense, man, like the the last great heel turn for me, and actually arguably Daniel Bryan's on AJ Styles, I'd put up there. um But the last great one for me was Seth Rollins turning on the Shield. I think a lot of people would say that just That's on the fact great- that that was a yeah. great example of them pulling the plug before something got yeah, too Yeah, the I mean? before they
0: jumped the ship, before they jumped the shark, Yeah, you know, Like shows, if I they would ended it.
1: Oh yeah, and I understand like that 70 show again is not maybe the best example cuz they sort of aligned themselves with years and all of that that mm-hmm. they had to end it at a certain point, mm-hmm. but um, if they had ended it after season 7 where Eric takes off and Kelso takes off and I don't know how you end it but like again Donna goes off and is sort of the focal point of the conclusion or whatever it may be yeah or gets back together with Hyde, or whatever the hell it may be yeah cool but instead we get fucking randy instead we get this dick who tries to be both kelso and and, and eric and the parts of both of them yeah he's like a the shitty parts idiot, of those two right it like the shitty no... parts of those
0: characters into one and Man. there's something about his face as a i mean this on a oh it's a punchable level. face it's, it's just like i want to s- just i want to backhand him and i'm just like just it's like a chihuahua that you just be like shush shush it, just shut yeah. up yeah it's That's like how it's, I it's see almost
1: it. like it's a wooly willy and that like you just wish you could rearrange portions to fit Please. your fit your so desires just right everything like, you don't his want his only his only redeeming quality is his hair and then he opens yeah, well, his mouth and you're like well there's so you were plus one <laughs> and there's like back down to a minus 6 after that Yeah, it was just, just Randy is a no-bagger.
0: Actual, (laughs) actual though. But like so many shows, my favorite show of all time is Parks and Recreation. Love that show to bits. It's like- Excellent show. But the last season isn't great. And even I can realize that.
1: See, I've only really started going through that because we only recently got our uh, Amazon Prime account set up. Ah. So just starting to rip through that. But I feel like a good comparison on that one is like Community in that like the first- I've never watched Community.
0: Everyone okay, tells so me the first
1: it. three, Josh, the first three seasons of Community, by my money, are the three best seasons of television you'll find in the last, like, 20 years. It's mm. incredible. Mm. The fourth season, so after the third season, and it's sort of like the, uh, the dirt sheet reporting on Community. <laughs> so Chevy Chase and the creator, Dan Harmon, apparently there was a lot of friction behind them for the first three seasons. Drama. So after season three, Chevy Chase quit. And there were a lot of changes as far as just, like, how the stories went and all of that. Um, oh, sorry. So, season five, uh, season four, uh, Dan Harmon was fired. My apologies here. Timeline okay. was screwed up. <laughs> season four, Dan Harmon was fired. Uh, they ran through season four without the show's original creator. So, like, mm-hmm. ripped the heart out of it, right? Season five, uh, Dan Harmon returned. But a lot of the key characters, like, Donald Glover left that season. Chevy Chase was Basically killed off, written off, all of this. So, like, the last two seasons, there are definitely some high points, but, like, no need to watch. First three seasons, by my money, best best television out there, at is, least in is, comedy TV. How do
0: you feel when, char- like, main characters get ripped out of the show? I think the best example is probably The Office with Michael Scott leaving in, what, uh, season seven. And then the show was yeah. still good but there was like a very big part of it missing and they tried to replace it with andy you could kind of see where they're going in it and while i still love season eight and season nine of the office um there was it just goes from here to here it's like yeah it's like because the office is in my opinion why i like parks and rec more i think the office is probably the greatest one of the greatest television sitcoms of all time
1: oh big time
0: Uh, i think so it's just very clever and it's like a it's there
1: aren't there aren't a lot of, of great technical. examples, though, of, like, good replacement characters. There really no. aren't for me. And, like, okay. you know, it's the same way that you won't find a lot of great replacement band members. I just think that, like, mm-hmm. Ooh. you know, yeah. I, I can't really describe it better than, like, there's just something... You know, the best way I've ever heard it described is like I'm a huge Led Zeppelin fan. And Jimmy Page said the first time those four guys got in a room, it was like there was almost like this fifth element to it that you couldn't really explain, right? And I feel like a lot of bands have that, whether they're Zeppelin, whether it's Pink Floyd trying to record albums after Roger Waters left, whether it's the only really great examples I can think of of bands I enjoyed more are like ACDC, I think a lot of people would argue were better after Bon Scott passed away. I don't really buy into that. I, Highway to Hell is one of my favorite albums ever. So I'm biased. Um, and then like Genesis weapon when Peter Gabriel left after uh, that happened, I think a lot of people thought that both Peter Gabriel and Genesis as a whole benefited but like by my money, there aren't a lot of like great replacement. Oh, and Sammy Hagar. Uh, Sammy Hagar <laughs> fronting Van Halen, he was killer. I'll, I'll take that. It's that like was, that, though. That it was is, a fair trade for me.
0: <laughs> it, is a, it, is a, it is a weird thing. So, obviously, I mean, music for me is a little different. I don't listen to a lot of classic kind of stuff. Like, I, as I've gotten older, I've started to appreciate different genres of music and, and times and going back. And I've recently discovered, like, a love of 80s and new wave music. It's just like all over my Spotify at the moment. Oh I'm man, just, who are you
1: like, into right now? So a lot of
0: it is like, so a lot of it is like Duran Duran. I've really started to fall in like that kind of, nice. kind of sense of I like.
1: Mean, you've got to check out the split ends. They're fantastic. They I are like, my like, oh, so think. good. Split but it's ends. just like
0: just so many things like that. You know, you go little through little phases like that, and you're like, I want to find yep. out this. Like, I was I'm a '90s kid. I was born in '95, so like by the time yep. I got into like music, it was the early 2000s. You think of, <laughs> I grew up with Kelly Clarkson and like Jessica Simpson and Britney Spears. Dude, like, see, I'm era.
1: I'm '92, so we're not all that far off. It like I. Up. For, for Christmas one year, I specifically remember requesting and receiving uh, both Lindsay Lohan's Rumors album oh. and uh, Ashley Simpson's uh, Pieces of Me, what which, by album. the way, Pieces of Me, uh, not the hit on that album. Lala, By My Money, way oh, better. See, Shadow, way better.
0: Shadows is my, Shadows is Real my... good.
1: Real good. Lindsay Ashley Lohan's Simpson. album, not good. No, not Lindsay good. Lohan Rumors never was say. fine. <laughs> I've got like literally a playlist of about 200 songs on my phone. That's literally called like shameless pop and same shit, oh, like yeah. all of that. um oh, It's incredible, incredible. Wait, not, like, no, no, not way 2000s. too much. Generic. It's right? very generic,
0: and I love it. I, I just signed oh, me up for that generic pop music. Personally. Yes. See, please. and
1: I was like l- same sort of thing as like late 90s, early 2000s. So like mm-hmm. a lot of my musical tastes came from like <laughs> I don't know if it was only a Canadian channel, but they were like. It was called YTV, so there was okay. the YTV Big Fun Party Mix that they used to put out. It was okay. almost like, did you get those? Um, what were they called? Like big shiny tunes, or like Now One, or it's, like almost a compilation albums yeah, of the. Yeah, so we had we had so, was so
0: it's called So Fresh, and it was like the hits of winter and the hits of summer, and like come out every yeah. Season,
1: so basically. basically, same thing. So YTV's Big Fun Party Mix was all of their <laughs> like. Basically, this children's channel selections for pop songs of the year. Mm-hmm. So, like, dude, this was filled with shit. Like, the Hamster Dance and oh my uh, god, steal- yes, <laughs> right, "Steal My Sunshine," which is still oh. one of my favorite songs out there. Especially wow. like, you've got to, you've got to listen to the spoken word version because, like, oh. man, anybody who does it without the actual like intro outro, if you're missing like the, hey Mark, you talked to Champ lately? Oh man, so good, so good. Well, what a time for
0: it's it's it's, people are always like i love like 90s r&b or 80s new wave or i love you know disco or whatever it may be i feel like it was a really significant time in music that people are kind of like a little bit like guilty to love is that early 2000s but i think it's coming
1: back i think it's coming back you know as Uh, is it is it coming back or are we getting older (laughs) no see well fuck unfortunately both (laughs) that's why (laughs) (laughs)
0: i hate getting older
1: (laughs) right but you know i think i literally think that's why because even for me like the nostalgia is real with so much shit like quite literally as soon as we finish this up i've scheduled with my girlfriend she's a huge animal crossing fan i will play pokemon and exclusively excuse me there um exclusively like pokemon nintendo games all of that sort of stuff but like i'm ripping through pokemon shield again And there's just something nostalgic that is just hitting me right now. I don't know, like I'm 28, going on 29 in a couple of months, so like I don't think it's, at least it's hopefully not a midlife crisis. Like I'm aiming for 80, (laughs) so we're hopefully like 10 years away. Um, I'm nearly
0: 25. I turn 25 in a couple of weeks, so see, hopefully it's about
1: like the quarter, like the quarter life crisis is what you and I are hoping we're going through right now, and almost like the. Sorry,
0: go ahead. Yeah, go on. on.
1: Finish it. Okay, cool. Uh, So, so yeah, like it's almost like you hope it's the quarter life crisis of almost like I feel like a lot of people our age right now, at least from conversations like you and I have and and Zach from the Smart and Friends podcast Mm -hmm. I know you and I are friends with. Like Mm -hmm. guys sort of around our age that are like – it's, again, the oddest way to put it, but like let's sit down and like figure out what we want to do with shit. Because like even on my end, man, I am trying to do so much more cool stuff on just – Uh, building for more content creation and stuff like that. Because like, man, why not? I'm 28. If I'm going to take a shot at something that like, you know, for lack of a better way to put it, dude, is like a silly career choice or a long shot career choice or whatever. Like, dude, may as well start now. The best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago, but the second best time is today. So like, may as well give it a shot, right? And if it peters out, well, at the very least, I'm only 35 and I can try the in-ring career DDP style.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It it is funny when you think about that though. Like, I, I would love for this, all of this that I'm doing to be like, if not a, my only job, at least like a valuable second
1: job. Like He's can, like the least, phone bill or something yeah, like that. Just like, a bit
0: of extra money to be like, okay, I can afford that instead of having to wait, you know, several weeks to save up my coin to buy this I don't yeah. know,
1: PlayStation or something like that.
0: Just a bit of extra yeah. side cash to be like, okay, I can have my takeaway meal this like week. Like the and- fun
1: money or whatever you yeah. sort of allocated to Right. So
0: like, it's, it's weird. It's like me with, twitch and, and this and just any content creation i do it's like now or i'm never gonna do it because i'm just gonna get to the point where i'm like i'm getting too old for this bullshit and i'm not gonna do it
1: so that's right man
0: it but um what right, i wanted like, to say is you mentioned pokemon games okay yes. so i was never a pokemon watcher i never really watched it but i always played the games now i i used to play the Games on Nintendo sixty four. I don't know if you yeah. have any Pokemon games on Nintendo sixty four, but there was. A I game- had all
1: of them, dude.
0: Pokemon <laughs> like Stadium all of them. two. Pokemon yes. Stadium, the mini games in that thing I could play for hours and hours on the end. Oh this game my in
1: god! You,
0: there's a log and it drops, and you got to cut it at the at the the line. Right and on, on the line, yeah. And it used to piss me off because I used to get there. The right were close. so
1: many good ones like that. Like I remember in the original Pokemon Stadium. Mm-hmm. Same sort of thing, like you always go and play the mini games. There was Mm -hmm. one that uh, basically you were a lick a tongue. It was almost like a hungry, hungry hippo sort of thing. Mm Mm-hmm. I remember. And they that. had a bunch of uh, Asian food going around on one of those tracks, like you see in some of the restaurants there. Yep. And uh, he would stick his tongue out and stick its tongue out to get oh, it. And, I stick remember. His and sometimes you'd hit like the hot Korean and run around. Oh, man. I miss that oh, stuff. I used to love a, it. Like, even uh, a, I was showing my girlfriend yesterday because I don't know if you like played Nintendo Switch or what your console of choice I, is. But, I like, don't have
0: a Nintendo Switch. I played it, but I don't own one.
1: I I will advocate for it. I don't have a lot of, like, console love or even console loyalty, really. Like, I was a PS3 guy and the PS4 guy for the longest time. Um, I really like the Switch, you know? And not only just for the fact that, like, I'm back playing the games I loved when I was a kid. But, like, it's just such a cool... My girlfriend's not a big gamer, like I mentioned. But the fact that like her and I play, isn't it. You can get well, and the anybody. fact that like her and I can sit down and play a video game, like a Mario Party or a Mario Kart, and like mm-hmm. have it as more of like a bonding console. And this yeah. isn't. I know there are a lot of like cool online options for shit and uh, all of that yeah. now, but like personally, I don't get the same satisfaction from online gaming as I do like actually sitting down with people in a room and gaming together. So the fact that like we can do that, and like like I said, she loves Animal Crossing, and the fact that she can play that when we're mm-hmm. here, and if we need to play it on the big TV because JP's being a dick and we can't play it on the console, yep. like it's just very user and family friendly. So I really like yeah. the console. But um, man, so I was so showing her the long point to that was like the Pokemon Snap games. I don't oh, know if you remember them, but they're they're making a reboot. They're making a reboot I've for seen the Switch. That. I've seen that. So I was showing Morgan that yesterday just as like a, Hey, so just so you know, like when you don't, uh, when you don't see me for a few weeks at a time, this is why I feel free to play, <laughs> but th- th- we're getting this. This is, this is 79.99 Canadian that we are allocating, yep. which, you know, to go back to it is like, again, why not try and pay for something like that on content yeah. creation? You know, like we're, we're talking at the start to sort of bring it full circle is like, um we're talking about um trying to invest in yourself and trying to make this sort of thing a passion like what we're doing during COVID well for me I sort of feel I'm I'm good enough at this at least in an interview capacity and an article like I feel like I've got enough good skills in wrestling media that why not try you know the podcast that I used to do before I shut down um I would get good listens on them, you know, yeah. and then I'm not going to toot my own horn too much, but like I pulled some pretty cool guests. I did some things that I don't think many people who were in sort of the um, independent quote unquote role that I was and will continue to be in. We're doing things that I was, you know, a lot of people. And again, to their credit, like, man, when you have the reach of sites like a Fightful or a pro wrestling sheet, it, it, At the very least, it's easier for them to get interviews, I would have mm-hmm. to assume, than me, who I've got no contact. So I literally, dude, I used to go once a week to Staples and try and send faxes in because that was the only contact information I had for a lot of WWE stars, right? Yeah. So I've got to try. Um Yeah, hey. But luckily you don't, enough, try, you dude, don't like, know
0: until you don't try. So that's... Like, well, that's
1: exactly it. If you, got you get to a lose. no... Well, if you get a no after putting an effort in, you're in the same place you were before putting that effort in and chances are you'll learn something. You know, for exactly. me doing the podcast that I was doing, I learned how to network, you know? Like I said, mm-hmm. I was lucky enough to talk to Tyson Kidd who by my money is one of the best pound for pound wrestlers that has at least yeah. come around in the last 20 years. I got to talk to Chelsea Green who by, again, my money is my favorite pro wrestler in the world, right? Like, and, and that's all just from... You know, I don't have any ins in professional wrestling yeah. really outside of being lucky enough to have some friends that are pro wrestlers that I have been lucky enough to had advocate for me. You know, when I got yep. to interview TJ, uh, that was because literally the, one of the guys in Alberta, you know, I tell you about the talent out here. If you got time to sit and watch some professional wrestling from Canada, Michael Richard Blaze is the place to start. He is Quite literally God's gift to wrestling, um, both in name and as far as it goes to the scene around here. He trains everybody he possibly can. He is an advocate for the scene here and one of the most talented guys you'll ever find. But um, like it was literally him going to bat for me and going to TJ trained him, Tyson Kidd did. Mm -hmm. So he went to bat for me and said, look, this, this guy I think is good at what he did. Would you be interested in doing an interview and stuff like that sets up from there. And that's just because of, you know, again, the hard work that I put into covering Alberta and trying to get more exposure for the scene out here and doing a pretty good job of it. So you are, you you know, if I'm going to be putting all that hard work in anyways, because I love it. And you know, I'm being recognizing in my, I'm, I'm being recognized by others and I'm recognizing in myself that I'm okay at what I do. Well, why not try to pay for Pokemon Snap yeah, doing it? <laughs> hey, hey, it's a it's a
0: good in, it's a good in, it's a good investment to kind of invest in yourself and and kind of realize that
1: there's no better investment. There really isn't. No. Like, what can you invest in that is better than yourself? Like exactly. I went to school a couple of months ago for a sound editing course, and whether or not I podcast for the rest of my life, well, I love music. Maybe that gets me in with fuck, a radio station or doing exactly. music at a at Roger's place for the Edmonton <laughs> whatever it may be right yeah. like the more arrows you've got in your proverbial quiver the better right yeah
0: no i i completely agree there's little kind of just pieces of a puzzle that you put together to kind of be like this is where i'm kind of aiming for if i don't get there I've learned new skills. That's how I see it yep. anyway. So um, before exactly. we kind of wrap things up, I do want to ask you something because I am, I don't know if you, are you a Star Wars person? I'm wearing a Star Wars hat right now. but
1: Yes, I am. Now I, I will say I'm a Star Wars fan. I'm not like well-versed in the canon, you know? Like I haven't yeah. caught up on the Mandalorian yet. I only have watched the fourth and, or what was it? The seventh and eighth. I haven't watched the ninth Star okay. Wars that had come out. But what I watch, I'm a big fan of. Yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of the same. I'm like probably in between,
0: like I've watched everything, but I don't like dive right into that world of being like, I'm going to read all the comics and I know everything. I don't. You're a
1: casual viewer.
0: (laughs) I'm a a, a casual Star Wars viewer.
1: (laughs) To put it into the, uh, to, to, to put it into the wrestling nomenclature. We're not, we're not marks, I suppose. I'm I'm a casual Star Wars (laughs) viewer.
0: But the only reason I brought it up is because I think it's just a good conversation to have with people is that one it's like wrestling you know how there's always thing of like, this shouldn't have happened. This shouldn't have happened or this should have, whatever it may be. Um, yeah. you know, the Nexus shouldn't have lost to Cena or whatever it may have been. Okay. So the way yeah. I put it is this, the prequels, okay. Episodes one, two, and three Phantom Menace through to the Re- Revenge of the Sith. A lot of people have opinions on those. And I don't know. I From the couple of conversations that we've had, I think I know where you're going to go with this but, how do you feel all in all about the prequels, and which kind of team do you sit on here? Do you sit on it they were just stupid and and dumb, and a lot of them were just not necessary, or do you kind of float in that zone of like the prequels serve their purpose and they are actually quite good films
1: now, I will start all of this off by saying i I do not enjoy the second one. I really don't Attack episode the two. Not yeah i wasn't a fan i thoroughly enjoyed like the final fight scene but just wasn't a fan and like me you know i told you earlier <laughs> i'm not a movie buff i can't sit and explain to you why me, um me in the <laughs> sense you know again in the casual viewer sense i can tell you whether i enjoyed it or not can't tell you why i can't tell you it was the pacing <laughs> fuck whatever it might be wasn't a fan the other two though I really enjoyed the, uh, the third one. Um, and Revenge I'm really bad sea? with the titles. Revenge yeah. Thank you. Sea. I'm just, I'll just it. be going by episode number. Um, <laughs> episode three was the first star Wars that I saw in theaters. I love that movie, man. I really, really so love dark. that movie. It's, it's such it's a so dark and, and that's that. my kind of film. Yeah. That's my kind of action. Film like they too, kill right? kids
0: and they kill like they ki- There's just so much death
1: right so and i by, by my money uh the lightsaber fight b- between anakin and obi-wan that is the best lightsaber fight in uh Whoa. in star wars people will and that hey, is whoever listens i come at that, you <laughs> i'm certain of that and i was just gonna like concede i if episode nine's got like some sweet final battle cool and i'm sure there are in the mandalorian that i'm forgetting about oh but mandalorians like, I do, I will, I will it say
0: Rise of the Skywalker is the final film in the, I guess, the Skywalker saga. The last one that came out is a very good film. Mm. I won't throw in any spoilers to anybody here or even yourself, but yeah. it's very, I liked it. A lot of people didn't, but my, for the longest time, my favorite Star Wars was the Phantom Menace episode one.
1: So yeah. And a lot and of the people Phantom Menace underrated, completely underrated. Dark Maul a ja- ja-
0: oh, best villain yeah
1: I I will stand by that. And I saw again, um, so there's like a quiz program, and I don't know what it's called, but like when you go to pretty well any bar here in uh uh at least Alberta, mm-hmm. one of like I guess a loading screen that you'll find in a lot of bars is they've just got this random like trivia that'll flow through and all of this. But it'll always like after the correct question comes up, it'll give you a fun fact so i was literally just sitting yesterday uh finishing out my work day and one of the fun facts was that yeah george lucas apparently revealed like yesterday or a couple of days ago saying darth maul yeah Yeah. that he was supposed to be the main or the main prequel villain yeah and why not now saying that count dooku again underrated christopher lee very cool cool (sighs) potentially now, I will say, and I'm not going to run you through everything on this, but when we get off this call, go through and look up some of the life accomplishments of Mr. Christopher Lee. Now, not only was he, I'm not a big Lord of the Rings fan, so I'm going to offend oh, someone here, but um, he was Soramon or Solomon or whatever it was in Lord Couldn't of the Rings. I
0: tell you. I've never watched Lord of the Rings.
1: Cool. So you and I will split <laughs> the heat on this one. I'll say yes, um, you're
0: correct. Just
1: because. <laughs> neat. So he did that. But not only that, so he was like a British, he was a British spy in his 20s. He recorded like a death metal album in dedication to Nostradamus in his 90s, in his 90s. Like, dude, you need to literally just go through and, like, read the proverbial list of Wikipedia accomplishments that Christopher Lee's got out there. Like, he's like a real-life James Bond. He is, by my money, the single coolest person to ever have existed.
0: Wow. Lots of um... bold
1: claims on this one.
0: Wow, that is not something I was expecting to come out of your mouth, then. Okay, cool. But,
1: Spencer Love shoots on everyone.
0: <laughs> it's, it's, it is. I think a lot of people hate the Phantom Menace because of Jar Jar. And I don't love Jar Jar Binks, but I don't think he's as terrible as everybody says. That's, I'll, 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 I'll die on that hill. I don't think Jar Jar is as bad as everybody says. I don't, doesn't necessarily mean I like him, but I just don't think he's that horrible he doesn't take away the movie from me but i just i always ask those questions when it comes to people that have watched star wars and love star wars is because it's always like that it's either you're very much
1: polarizing yeah
0: you're very much pro prequels or you think they're trash because yeah what a lot of people don't understand about star wars if you haven't watched it or you kind of just like dabbled in and out is that basically star wars is one giant love story at its core yep. it's a love yep. story um yep. with ev- with each incarnation of each each trilogy it's a love story in some sense or it's at least built on family drama for a lot of the part mm-hmm. it's no different to any other soap opera or anything star wars is just soap opera with lightsabers really um but it's it is it is a love story at its essence so if people are like right the are too cheesy and they're too much based on Padme and um and anakin i'm like but that's every trilogy has that
1: point? yeah it is a also love the I'll make on it is like for episode one, the fact that one of the major criticisms is like the child actor wasn't convincing enough. Like, dude, you got to be kidding me if you got high expectations for like Mate. any nine year old. It's <laughs> have
0: you seen any, him now? The actor any. that the actor that played that didn't I don't know he just name.
1: quit acting pretty well because he was, and he was he like in jail so much or
0: something. For the he was in, he was in jail. Whoa, didn't know that. He was like, he had some kind of like I think I, I could be completely wrong, but he. I think he like robbed someone or something. I I don't know. Oh, Um, he's had a tough go of it. Yeah, Um, but he got that, that whole movie. That was the first one I seen in the, in the cinemas, in the theaters was kind of menace. I didn't like Attack of the Clones either. Episode two was pretty trash to me, but like we said, Revenge of the Sith number, episode three is so dark and just, I love that. It's at least,
1: it's at least a four bagger.
0: Hey, there you go. Look at that. You're that <laughs> you are a professional. You are a professional. Um, well, this has been fun. You know what I mean? We just shot the shit for whatever, however long that we just recorded for. And I just, I like this vibe.
1: What, whatever this recording time is, plus like the three minutes we got before my computer completely crashed out on us, which I yeah. will, again, apologize for. You're good. You're good.
0: <laughs> um, and I guess I, I, I've made it, the only thing that I've got in my head of what I wanted to talk about at the very end of each episode is that i have to ask one more question is that are you a cat or a dog person because i know you have a puppy
1: dude i am i'm definitely a dog person and it's it's nothing well and it's nothing against cats it's everything for dogs i never had pets growing up i don't know where my obsession came from first with dogs but like i definitely have been a dog person all my life and like never having one so our puppy's only 7 months old and he is cute as a button. You can find him on all my social media. I highly suggest <laughs> I you do because like <laughs> I ain't interesting, JP is. Um but like if, for lack of a better way to put it, like he's literally a dream come true in that like I wanted a dog since I was man 5 6 years old and I've had this puppy since May 31st, 2020. Um and yeah, dream come true. So more just being reinforced day by day that I'm a dog person. Maybe cats eventually, but I, mean, I don't mean, know. Everyone
0: can see this oh, little I like Giddy. This little, Giddy's just, I mean, no one likes me, but everyone likes Giddy. I'm completely fine with it. I'll exploit <laughs> so it. What I say
1: about JP all the time is like he's made I'll me so much more popular. Yeah, Do you, you know so how many over? more followers you get when you get a dog oh, and or... Well, I'm speaking to the choir. When you get a dog or a cat, like... Poof to the moon, Alice. Oh,
0: that those <laughs> likes on those giddy pictures are like way up. I'll her My my she's getting older. She's seven in January. So she's pretty like tame, yeah. I guess. She's going into the senior years soon, I guess. But the only reason I ask is because most people are going to say dogs. And I'm going to try and tally this up whenever I decide that this is the end. I just want to see how many people say cats over dogs. Because I'm all it's always going to, you know, it's probably 70-30 people are going to say dogs
1: i love dogs then the one I'm... question uh the one question i'll pose to you then because it's a question i always love to ask would you rather fight 100 duck-sized horses or one horse-sized duck one
0: one, one horse that's a big duck though that's exactly it dude that's, a big that's exactly duck. it and ducks right? are, I, and i'm like... not a bird person are they a bird i guess they're a bird in some yeah they're in that family. In some I'm way, shape, petrified. or form, they're a I'm terror. A, I'm, I'm, a, I'm petrified of birds. It's my biggest fear in the world.
1: Is- dude, then I will warn you, if you ever come to Canada, like, I don't know how you properly repel them, but, like, stay away from Canadian geese because they are, they are something that, like, quite, oh, dude, quite genuinely, they are the most terrifying thing that I've ever dealt with.
0: We have magpies here. There's, 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 there's this thing called Matt I don't know if, I think they're Austra- They're an Australian animal. I know that. I don't know if they get them anywhere else yeah. in the world. But what they do is in the springtime, they mate and they nest in trees. And if you walk underneath that tree or a power line or some kind of pole of some kind and they're nesting, they will attack you. They swoop down. I yeah, see, and Canadian they,
1: geese are the same.
0: They, they, s- are they like get on your head literally. and they like,
1: ah, they're fucked. Oh, yeah. Like the geese, they will quite literally, so they're, up to shoulder height on the geese are sort of uh, up to my mid-thigh, I suppose, and then their necks are taller than that. But, like, they'll hiss if you get too close, and their wings can hit you with enough force to break a bone. Hell, so there's that, yeah, so, dude. like,
0: magpies have the, <laughs> these claws, right? And what they do is they use your hair. Well, basically, they're defending, like, hey, my, my eggs are up there or whatever, or they're yeah. just defending their kind of space. But they claws, what they're – designed to do is to get underneath someone's hair and have enough force to pull your hair out they reinforcing under- They're reinforcing
1: why i'm terrified of australia oh, a lot of people are
0: <laughs> like spiders i get spider like shower spiders we call them shower spiders because like you just learn to kill them with a shampoo bottle but they get like big huge and they just live in your shower basically they hide in these shampoo bottles or like sponges or anything you have on your shower floor or up in your like little you know your little thing in the shower nice. that you put your body washing and stuff like that <clears throat> and they hide under there and they they basically thrive on humid environments which is a shower is perfect for that because it's hot yeah. it's wet and they come out, and sometimes you'll hit them, and their babies will run out everywhere. And you're naked in the shower, and you're like, "I can't just step on this. I've got to kill it." Or you just get out of the shower, turn the shower on as like high as it goes, and hopefully they just go down the and drain. Just cry and just cry.
1: That's all there is to do with that. I'm point. pretty used to
0: spiders. Spiders don't bother me, but you get me near a pigeon, and I'll cry. Like I will cry.
1: I'm not. All a right. Bird. Well, we've we've got two things to avoid in each one's respective countries. Yes. I think we'll cap it at that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> see that's what I, the, the, I i've i've honestly just enjoyed just chatting um and it's just like a chat with did i just happened to record so i think this concept wherever it kind of goes i hope for the best with this concept but um if it's anything like this i think it will be fine um i'll i'll give you the floor to kind of uh promote what you need to promote or put yourself over fi- tell people where you can find on socials all that stuff where can they find pictures of your puppy that's probably <laughs>
1: No, dude, you've got a winner. I really, really enjoyed hopping on the show today. Thank you for the time. Thanks for letting me shoot the shit about all of the dumb shit that I possibly wanted to because I love talking about anything, whether it's professional wrestling, whether it's spiders as much as they scare the shit out of me too, dude. (laughs) It's been a blast. So seriously, thank you a ton. No, if you guys want to keep up to date with the latest and greatest from me, myself and my puppy JP uh, and Morgan as well, like <laughs> two out of three things I mentioned there are cooler to follow than I am, but um, you can follow me on Twitter at Spenny love. That's probably the one I'm most accessible on. Uh, if you want to hop on Instagram though, if that is your platform of choice, it is at Spenny and the jets jets has two S's at the end, but uh Yeah. Hop on either. I'm happy to talk to people. I love doing it and I love doing it with you today, dude. It was a blast. Thanks again.
0: No problem at all. It's been, it's been fun. We'll have to do this. We'll we'll do round two at some stage.
1: I was going to say, if you're ever in a pinch for a guest, at least shoot me a message. I'm happy to hop on. We'll do round two. (laughs) We'll
0: probably be like round two, then round three, and then we'll argue more about how I met your mother or something. I don't know.
1: and then once, right. just like you'll watch the view rates drop on my appearances <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: stop, no i don't know why my lighting i see this is a weird thing with video like where we've got like over, we've had wild weather in the last few days and it's like really overcast and cloudy outside and it keeps like going light and dark and you can probably see it in my like because it's like i'm just it,
1: oh, well on my end i'm like i'm just getting used to using like a ring light behind my computer oh, screen I so like i'm sure half well i'm sure half the time you can see me because like it's right above me like i can in the here. now that you area. told me
0: i can see it but like right so like one. half the time you
1: can see me just like looking up slightly and like uh <laughs> <laughs> but we're all trying our best we're all having fun and eventually we're going to uh get you a nintendo switch so you and i can game some shit online so uh yeah, all right. Uh, let's just name. get on that content creation and having it make us millions of dollars <laughs> and i'll
0: just be like give me the playstation 5 give me the new xbox give me everything just give it all to me and it'll just be fine once i'm rich i'll be happy <laughs> oh that's terrible what petty exactly that's a petty way to be isn't it <laughs> well on that well, what note what a perfect
1: way to close it out <laughs>
0: <laughs> on that note i thank you again for joining me and um i'll be back to chat in the outro in a minute, but thank everyone, thank you to Spencer. Everyone give him a round of applause. I'm sure everyone is, and we'll (laughs) speak to him very soon. Thanks again, friend. And there we have it. Episode numero uno is in the books. Thank you to Spencer for joining me for this hour long conversation around about an hour so this conversation for are we recording yet i hope you guys enjoyed it again if you want to catch any of my stuff the links to all of my socials as well as spencer's are in the description below if you're watching this on youtube make sure you leave a thumbs up leave a comment below of what you liked in this video if you're listening to audio feeds i thank you and thank you for saying subscribe to any feed that you are on and i'll catch you guys on the next episode of are we recording yet (laughs)